Welcome to Building Healthy Relationships, the Four Habits podcast, helping you enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work, and win at life. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andrea and John Taylor Cummings, recognized authorities on the subjects of improving work relationships and cultures, as well as couple and home relationships. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Building Healthy Relationships, the Four Habits podcast, helping you enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work, and win at life. Well, today, if you're seeing us and not just listening to us, you'd realize that it's just Andrew and myself today. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about holiday relationships. Holidays. Or at least relationships in the holidays, because we've called it actually relationship stress busters for the holidays, because we recognize that a lot of people go through challenges in their relationships in the holiday seasons. We're about to head into the Christmas season here, but some of the uh, tips and principles and tools we want to share with you today will help you in all holidays. And we just have to clarify, don't we? This is about relationships in the holiday season, <laughs> not holiday relationships. Not ho- a exactly. Short-term holiday relationships. That's not what we're talking about here today. A whole different conversation. Relationships in the holiday season. Yeah. So to help us with that, what I thought I'd do is I, I use, use a bit of technology. So I went online, went on Google and used a bit of chat GPT as well, used some mm-hmm. AI, just asking the question, what are some of the challenges that people face? What are the most common challenges that people face in their relationships in holiday times? Mm-hmm. And really interesting to see the results coming back. So we thought we'd go through some of those with you today and unpack, give you some tips in case some of these resonate with you. Hopefully we'll give you some ideas that you will find helpful uh, in going you know, through these seasons, getting through these seasons and actually enjoying yourself in these seasons. Absolutely. And, you know, just practical ways that you can bring the habits that we talk about, the four habits for all successful relationships, practical ways that you can bring them alive and live them out, especially when things can get a bit stressful or tense or crazy, as it it seems to do sometimes in the holiday season. And we recognize that not everybody will have people around them in these times yeah. um, and so we will be talking about that as well recognizing some people may be on their own and we're going to give uh, you some some ideas on what you can be doing as well but yeah um, let, let's let's uh, plow on shall we something in there for everybody let's something go. in there for everybody absolutely all right so let's go so top of the list what came through was time and scheduling yes and also a theme around communication and expectations you want to kick us off on that one well yeah. so let, me, let me see what they let me say what they said so it said balancing time between different family members especially if individuals are in committed relationships and have to split time between their families of origin and their partners family mm-hmm. can be a real challenge for some people well and that's something we've had to learn to navigate ourselves as well and i think the underlying theme in everything that we'll be talking about is being very open in your communication and yeah. talking talking about the assumptions that you have, the things that are really important to you. And well, firstly, having the communications yeah. and then being open. <laughs> really exactly. important to have those conversations. Yeah, those and it, it, you know, sometimes there is so much that we assume. So one of the things we talk about in Habit 3, Ask, Don't Assume, is because something is so, so important to us or it's a value or belief that we hold, we tend to assume everybody else is on that page automatically. Mm-hmm. They think the same way and they'll value the same things or want to do things Uh, in exactly the same way that we do. And without a conversation to bring those expectations to light, we end up disappointing each other and being really frustrated with each other because basically we think they're in our heads and they're not. Well, it's been a long year. This is how most people will be thinking. It's been a long year. I've worked hard. Now it's my time to rest. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, You'll want to do what I want to do as well, right? That's how a lot of us... 
<laughs> a lot of us think. So just to share a bit of context about how we've managed to navigate it, you yeah. know, um, I, I was born here, grew up in Jamaica. Lots of what my... Where's here? Where's here? Here, here in the Nobody UK for everybody listening. Exactly. So I was born in the UK, grew up in Jamaica. My sisters now live in the, in the United States with American families. Uh, my husband, John, is from Sierra Leone and his family, the members West of Africa, yeah, West Africa. So we kind of have influence, not kind of, we have lots of influences and assumptions and beliefs from all over the place, you know, in America. Lots of places where we'd like to be, different exactly. places we'd like to be in, in the holidays, places to go. And we discovered, you know, in America, Thanksgiving is a bigger deal than Christmas is for some, uh, in some households, different family cultures will have different expectations of how you should spend Christmas or what celebrating Christmas will look like, or different holidays, how you spend summer holidays. You know, is it a beach holiday? Do we focus more on skiing holidays? So just looking at our side of the family, my side of the family, there are 14 of us when we get together. There's my mom, three couples, and seven young adults between us. And everybody has their own version of what a good holiday looks like. Yep. And one of the things we had to learn to do to navigate this and still come out loving each other and looking forward to the next time we're all together is to sit down even before we get to the holiday and talk about what does good look like? What would each of us want to have experienced or have done in that time away, either together or on our own for some part or doing different things and different subgroups of the 14 what does good look like for mm. you so that when the holiday is over, you will feel like you lived it well and you really enjoyed time together? And I, I think it's, it's fair to say that just didn't just happen on its own. No. Because what happened is we had a number of holidays which were slightly frustrating for one or, or a number of people. At different times, yeah. Times, different people. And then we thought, actually, you know what? If we were just on purpose about it and just said, yeah. okay, what does each of us want from this holiday? And then can we work out a schedule that everybody gets a little bit of what they want that that could work and and i have to say you know kudos to beavers all those personalities out there who are very good at attention to detail <laughs> as john is and when you first suggested doing a schedule even though we were frustrated that we weren't all getting to do what we wanted to do you know some people wanted to go to the water park and others wanted to go shopping and some thought shopping was the worst nightmare well, your, your, your <laughs> first reaction was I'm on holiday. I don't want a schedule. I don't want a schedule. <laughs> exactly. I have to do a schedule for work. Why do I have to plan oh, yeah. it? Um, but what we've learned yeah. through that is that when you plan, yeah. you can you, you, you get to really experience in full all the things you have in your head that might not be shared and everybody gets their own space. So some people want to shop, some want to go to water parks, everybody wants to go out to dinner. Some days we just have pajama days, even on holiday, because you can overload yep. the holiday. I think that's another question on there, you know, mm. the stress and the expectations of just being busy, being busy and seeing everybody and doing things. Sometimes on a holiday, we just want to be able to chill with no agenda Everybody's Absolutely. still in pajamas at, you know, five o'clock in the evening and we have these wonderful warm conversations or we disappear off into a corner and read a book uh, so and it's our, just worked. Yeah, I, 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 I think just sort of clarifying it, our, our top tip there is create a schedule, even if it sounds like it's a lot of work to do. 
And the way, the best way to do that was for each of us. We we spent, take time at the beginning of the of the holiday or so, before the holiday or before the holiday. Ideal, but even on day one, everybody just writes their list of you know the top things they want to do this holiday. Top maybe top five things, whatever it is. Put them on a list, and then we all sit down together and go through and say, okay, well, if these are the lists, recognize we've got however long it is, a week, five days, three days, ten days, two weeks, whatever it is. This is the amount of time we have. When can we make some of those things happen? Yeah, and then it, it realize you realize actually you look at the list and you go, hang on, I hadn't thought of that, but I wanted to do some of that as well. So exactly. you realize there's some some give and take, and you come up with a schedule that actually has things in different places. And to your point, you mentioned earlier, Andrea, you put in the time that is just downtime. Yeah, you put in the time that is to chill and have conversations. It all goes into the schedule. So the schedule is not just about going to the water parks or going to the shops or going to you know out. Yeah. It's about the time you do in as well. When is the downtime? When is the pajama time? When is just chill time? Everything goes into the schedule. What you don't want to do is just leave. Well, maybe you leave a couple of spaces of just white space and take things as they happen. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't mean that you have to do certain things when they're prescribed. But what it does mean is if you don't do things when they're prescribed, then you're looking to think, okay, well, we haven't done that then. When else can we do it? What do we need to shift and what's the priority? And I think the line that really um, helped us focus and we offered to you as well is in discipline, there is freedom. Absolutely. Uh, It sounds like structure. And for those of us who aren't naturally structured, it can feel like putting you in a straight jacket. But I promise you, it brings such peace and enjoyment because the things that you really want to do to make the holiday feel like you've experienced it the way you want to do that you you would have done it uh and together you would really have enjoyed the time and uh, happy to say you know all these years on we all celebrate 30 years or 30 year anniversary this year and we still enjoy spending, spending time, time all, all 14 of us together so that's worked and and we offer that as a, a, a way of dealing with the challenges. Um, there was a, a, a kind of sub part to the question about different families and different cultures. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was under the, the piece around communication and expectations, mm-hmm. talking about, um, especially if they're different, um, if you like, well, like us, where you come from different parts of the world, different um, uh, backgrounds, Dif- there are different traditions and different ways of mm-hmm. celebrating um, and wanting to spend time with someone, wanting that. Which, which, which angle were you? Well, I think that there is a bigger part in there about assumptions and beliefs because it's easy to have a conversation about just the to-do list of things that you want to do and put that into the schedule. But if there are kind of core values or core beliefs where it is so important to you that something is done, a particular tradition is followed, or your family might want to do things one way and it really is a big deal to change it Mm -hmm. but that's very different to how another family or how a partner might be used to experiencing that holiday or that tradition it can cause a lot of tension about okay so who do I follow and that's where you really need to have a very open conversation and realize that traditions and religious beliefs certain values run really deep they're gut-wrenching when they're challenged so that's where you want to be more careful in the conversation and more caring in your response I mean our our, the experience I had isn't as dramatic but I remember growing up my mom went to one church and my dad went to another church um And they agreed that for the really big celebrations that each of their different church fellowships 
would have, one would go to the other. So if, you know, my dad's church was doing something, they were Catholic, something big around uh, any of the saints days or so on. Mm. My, and it was important to my dad. My mom would always go with him. You know, the whole family would mm. go with him. And similarly, if there was something in my mom's church, she was Methodist and they had, you know, a, a different um, celebration. Sometimes it's like Christmas, it will be the same, but they might do it at different times or you can juggle the times. And mm. we just uh, knew that we would be supporting both so sides exactly so it's about figuring out what's important what's really yeah. important to each other yeah and trying to be there to support them to make sure make sure they have a good experience and hopefully they're doing likewise looking out for you as well yeah everybody has a good experience that way and not making either side feel like yours is more important than theirs yeah. that's where it becomes a problem where yeah. you try to silence or overrule or crush uh, what the other person desires. Well, we said it so many times on these podcasts, a lot of the challenges of relationships come down to basically a selfishness that a lot, <laughs> a lot of us have that, that we need to recognize and manage and put it back in its box yeah. <laughs> and think about the relationship and think about the other person. Yeah. And if we're each thinking about the other person, it puts the relationship in so much a better place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To think about. All right, we should move on. So we've, we've picked up on a couple of the of the recommended list or the or the suggested list from 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 technology out there. Uh, another key key one on the list was gift giving and expectations. Mm. Now, clearly, that's a bigger one around Christmas time. It's not all all the holiday seasons have gift giving, but Christmas generally and certainly the traditions that um, celebrate Christmas, gift giving is a big old part of it. And in, uh, and Eid as well. And Eid. Gift giving. There, there are a lot. There are a lot well, and and um, I think the, if I'm not in mistaken, the I, think, oh, I was thinking also in um, Festival of Lights for the um, Hindu. The Hindus. Uh, See, I don't know. What's the Festival of Lights called? It'll come to me in a moment. But anyway, um, Diwali. Diwali, uh, yeah. I think, I believe gift giving is a big part of that as well. So I'm sure around the world there is a time of year yeah. where giving or exchanging of gifts is important. And that can cause all kinds of stress and tension. Well, but, well, they're on a number of different levels because one there is, you know, what do I get this person? Especially yeah. if you've been around the person for a long time. Or if they have everything. They have know, everything. Give the person you've given them everything. all the things that you could think of. Now what? What do, what, what do I give? Any What thoughts on that? Well, that, as I'm sure you, you'll pick up on in a minute, this, the, the, conversations we've had in the past about the different languages of love and the languages of appreciation, the five key ways in which people feel most loved, valued, mm. and appreciated. That's where this will come to the fore because it allows you to be more creative and think more specifically about how to communicate love, value, appreciation to somebody rather than just spending money. Mm. Now, for some people, that bit about spending money, you know, giving that the physical, yep. tangible gift is, everything is love's loudest language for them. And it's not about the cost. It could be, you know, the cheapest thing. It could be picking a flower, but it's that tangible expression of love. And don't just pick a flower, you know, the, the, the gift has to be yeah. no, <laughs> meaningful it's, it's, and showing that it was thoughtful and caring. It, well, it, it could be, I'll give another example. So just to make sure, make the point that it's not about um, the cost. There's an example we saw, it was in a movie we were watching recently, mm -hmm. where the the person who was giving the gift knew, knew that the receiver loved literature and loved particular books. And she went and she found this old book in a secondhand uh, bookshop somewhere, which just was out of print, but she knew that he would really value this book. Yeah. Went and found that. It didn't cost very much when she got it, but that knowing that 
what he knew and went and went out of a way to really get this thing made yeah. such a such a huge impact. Yeah, for gifts people, it really is about yeah. it's the thought that yeah. counts. Um, but different personalities might value quality time mm -hmm. and thinking more creatively about experiences rather than tangible gifts might be more relevant for that person what's the thing that they enjoy doing is it cooking you know maybe you could uh, go on a cooking course together mm -hmm. or maybe you could just choose to cook a meal together and you know the ingredients is the treat so we can get more creative if we think more deeply about what matters to the people around us and how do they feel most loved, most seen, most valued. Uh, there is words. So for people who really value words of affirmation. Does that mean I can just tell them, yeah, great, have a great Christmas and they'll value that? <laughs> what, what does that mean? What does that really mean? Well, I think you know. <laughs> I know that would not work because Andrew is very much a words person. Yeah, I've been married to a words person. It's about using words deliberately to communicate that value and that appreciation. So if it's a card that you're buying, don't just buy the card and sign at the bottom. You know, I know people who used to just sign their name and not underline any words, not put any additional comments in the card and that doesn't work for a words I, person. I have to give Hallmark a shout out here because they what, what I find lands the best with Andrew, at least the response I get is best when it's a typically a Hallmark card. I guess there are other ones, other people that make cards as well out yeah. there. But these are the cards that actually really the, the honest truth is they're saying what I want to say and I just don't have the words to say. They it. put into words they what put into words says, what my yeah. heart is saying and there are lots of words in there and I can go through I, I mean I'll spend a lot of time in the in the card shop looking for the right card. And just imagining your response as you're reading it and just going through and then I'll go through and I'll underline certain words and add my own words in there. And I, if you can write an essay on the inside of the card, you're doing so much better if you're giving it to a words person. Because those are the words that they take and they... Those, those are the words that really land well with them. Yeah, because words matter. That's not to say we don't want a gift. No, no, no. But we do want a gift with nice uh, inscription, personalization, saying something about why yeah. why you matter. Words words matter. So we've done words, gifts, quality time, acts of service that can be doing something for somebody. Uh, it could be gifts around something that you've actually made or made the time to put together or made the time to mm -hmm. um, do on their behalf. Uh, so that acts of service and touch. touch. How now, can you forget? That, no, how can, how can <laughs> we forget? Um, and that's a, that's a really interesting one for the holiday times because there's lots of festivities. People are, you know, more jovial and fun and so on. Touch people enjoy warm embraces with no strings attached. Touch people enjoy holding hands, uh, a gentle pat on the back or touch on the arm when hugs, you're speaking. Big hugs, big yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So take the time in the holiday. As they say, don't just do a quick hug. Uh, if you're open to it and they're open to it, do a warm embrace so that it communicates value and love and appreciation in the moment appropriately of course yeah uh but don't forget that touch is a big deal but in terms of 
I think part of the question was around how much money you should spend and what's appropriate mm. uh, so that there's no misunderstanding and the expectations people might have of what you give and so on. Manage the expectations is what I'd say as much as you can. Be, be, be wise about that. Be wise about it uh, on a number of fronts. You know, a lot of us are feeling the squeeze economically, feeling the mm. financial presses and inter interest rates are going up. And it's so easy for gift exchanges, gift uh, gift giving to become mm. so commercial and just buying more and more and more stuff when we we don't necessarily need to spend that much we can be more creative with giving the gift of our time and our presence and doing things together um but talk about it talk about what's a sensible budget if you're going to use a budget so that nobody feels hard done by mm. you know you've spent 30 pounds and somebody spent five that can feel the message that's communicated yeah, yeah. is what's important but talk about it and agree you know this year you can say this year we're just gonna let's just agree that we're gonna do if you can 10 pounds per person 20 pounds per person or no gifts just give it to the kids we've done that as well or do a, what you call it, secret Santa. Mm -hmm. So that rather than everybody having to be buying something for everybody else, you do a secret Santa and you can get a bit more of a meaningful gift for mm -hmm. each person. Different ideas, but talk about it so that it's not a strain and not a mismatched um, yeah. gift giving that, that they ends up with a year <laughs> of uh, resentment instead of communicating the value and, and the, the other thing i'll say is you know again we should move on from christmas because they say this is about all the holidays but just one last thing is whatever the event is or the occasion is where you're looking to give some sort of gift don't wait until just before the occasion before you start looking for a gift literally once um, me for me the learning or the takeaway from this and i need to get better at this actually is once this christmas is over i need to be start thinking about next christmas from now and and not to say i need to go out and buy something now but at least have my radar up to be looking for the things that you're interested in, the things that you like, the things that you're missing, the things that you maybe complain that you don't have, so that my radar is up. So I'm looking for these gift ideas, which, if it's appropriate, get us at the time and just stash it away. Stash it away. Stash it away so it's ready and, and there. The, the, the danger with that, I guess, of course, is you could end up buying it for yourself before you get to the end. Mm -hmm. Or... Um, you know, it, it, we then give it to you and it's too late to take it back. So, of course, there's some danger there. So you don't want to go crazy with that. But at least have your radar on to be looking for what are some of the things that might be of interest to them. And, you know, have your little list going so that at the appropriate time you, you then invest in it or get, get the thing there. Yeah, I think what we're saying in summary is care. Yeah. And then put some thought, put yourself into it and really consider the person. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, so the next one here is, is an interesting one, actually, um, because it, it talks about the reality now. This is where the rubber hits the road. What about when you come across, I don't know, people you might think of as difficult people, or you've just never been able to get on with them. <laughs> you know, you, we know we're going to be, we're going to be meeting up, we're going to be together as family, but ugh, do we really have to? Yeah. Family dynamics haven't been great in the past. How do you handle those? What are some of the tips that we can share here to help people with that? Yeah, that's always a, a big one. And sometimes people don't want to turn up to events because they think it's going to become difficult or the argument's going to go in a certain direction. Um, the only person you have full control over is you. Absolutely. So I would say maybe three things. Um, one is think about the different personalities and go in expecting to have to give space and grace to people who are different to you. They will think differently. They'll respond differently. You might think they'll respond weirdly. It's just yeah. them being them. 
Yeah. And who are you to judge? I mean, they're probably same, thinking the same about you. So yeah, they're going to be different. So give that space and grace to people. Go in with the mindset of giving space and mm-hmm. grace. If there are topics that could become like hot potatoes, very you know likely to come up uh, and creating awkward moments, sometimes it's wise to have a conversation with that person or with the family beforehand to say, if this happens, this is how uh, we'd like to handle it, or can we not go there? Or you know, just have the conversation ahead of time. Talk about the experience you want to create when the whole family is together and get people on side with helping it Mm. to make, helping to make it as positive an experience as possible. So again, it's open communication in this case beforehand to talk about how you want everybody to be left feeling at the end of the event, especially if you want them to have the desire to come back again next year. There you go. Um, And the third thing is sometimes you'd always have that difficult person or the person Mm -hmm. that we think Mm -hmm. is difficult Mm -hmm. where, you know, they'll get stressed out or they'll get drunk and rowdy or they'll say some very unthinking comments Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. mining comment, critical comment, hurtful comment, hurtful comment. Um, Sometimes it's appropriate to have the conversation with them to say, that didn't land very well. I don't know if this is how you meant it. If they're, I was going to say older, you know, sometimes some people just think that they're, they've reached the age where they can say whatever's <laughs> on their mind. Isn't the right, they, they think. Yeah, uh, and that's never the case. If you want, if you want a relationship mm. to stay warm and connected, you know, uh, a friend of ours uh, said, it's not about being right. It's about making things right. So if there is a way to make things right with that difficult person, have the conversation about what's not landing well, do that, maybe even do that before the event. At the event, if you can do, if not, the only person you have control over is Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Give them space and distance in a polite way. Um, If there is nothing you can do to change them and just look after you so you don't end up with resentment you know manage the interaction with them is what i would say and remember you know again with love languages it could be that this person is difficult and cranky because they don't feel loved and they don't feel like anybody sees them or spends time with them you would be amazed how much connection and empathy you can extract out of somebody who seems harsh by just listening to them Mm -hmm. Just really giving them the time of day. So th- those are the, those are the thoughts I have on the difficult people. Absolutely. So um, as you say, brace yourself, yeah. be prepared, go into it, but go in ready to have not a battle, but go in ready to with the mindset of we want this to be a great, great relationship, great experience. Um, let's have some conversations where necessary. Let some things slide. Let's yeah. slide where, where necessary. But expect or re- recognize that people are different. They're not going to respond the same way. Don't expect them to do that. Yeah. That's going to lead to frustrations, which you might then re- react badly to. So yeah. be prepared to let things go. Great. Thank you. Um, loneliness and isolation. We did promise we would address that one, touch on that one. Uh, this is for people who uh, may not have people around them for the holiday season. What thoughts there? And it can be for a number of reasons. You know, the holidays can be really painful for people who've lost loved ones and would have been spending time with loved ones. And the whole experience of the holiday season just brings bring back very raw memories mm-hmm. of 
people that they've missed. And, you know, that's hard. I would say if you know somebody who yeah. has lost a loved one, more than ever be there for them around the holiday season to help prevent this downward spiral of loneliness and isolation and just, you know, help them through very difficult a grieving, a, a very difficult grieving process. If you're that person, um, it's hard. It's kind of bracing yourself mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. But it's also reaching out in, in a way, as much as you have the energy and the capability to, to not just sit on your own, but to engage with others to make the make the dates make the appointments go to the events that people invite you to even if you don't feel like going mm. if you don't have family around you you know you live in this country and there's nobody else who is close family it's about putting yourself out there in the nicest possible way Yes, it would be wonderful if others would see that and would reach out to you and invite you to dinner or invite you to go to events. But you can book the events, the theater, the going for a meal, just going out for a walk in the park that doesn't cost anything. You can plan to do those things, to enjoy those things on your own and invite people to come along with you because you're going to be doing it anyway. And if you have that mindset about this is what I'm doing because this is what I know will help to feed my soul and invite others to join. If they come, it's wonderful. If they don't, you're still doing the thing that will yeah. feed your soul. And I guess it depends on your mindset. If you're one of those people who are genuinely happy to be on your own, happy days. Yeah. Do that. Do that. But if, if really you'd rather have people around you or be with people, then be on purpose about having people around you. Um, sometimes it's difficult to invite yourself into other people's environments, but you know, if that's what it takes, perhaps. But as Andrew was saying, arrange a, a something, an activity, an event where other people maybe can come to that if you'd rather not be alone and, you know, do what you can to facilitate that. The other thing that can happen, I guess, with a feeling of loneliness is, interestingly, you can be together and alone at the same time. Yeah. So you can be with people um, around you, family, friends, and still be feeling alone, either mm. because you just feel very different to them or because they're all getting on like like a house on fire and you're just not part of that party. So you're mm. sitting in the corner thinking, oh, you know, I'm feeling alone here. Again, do what you can to... If it's a case of, I don't know, your partner is normally with you and you're normally away living, you know, miles away from everybody else and now you're back with the family and they want to spend time with the family, then maybe maybe cut them some slack to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give them the, the <laughs> give time them the to time do it. If, if that's what it, what it takes. And I hopefully they can involve you as well. But again... Uh, what what is it that works for everybody here? And it's be it's being proactive about doing the things that would make the experience yeah. be positive but on both those. sides. So if you have a partner who needed time to be with the family, mm -hmm. uh, without you being there, that might be a great time to go to a spa or go to shopping or something that would feed for a walk, feed even your if you have soul. To yeah, something for yourself. Yeah. Um, another point on loneliness is just to be mindful of people who are shut in at home because of uh, mobility issues mm -hmm. or are older and on their own where it can be really hard. Just taking half an hour out of your time to call them or visit them or drop them a cake or meal, sit and have a cup of tea with them, that can do wonders. And, you know, if not during the holidays, when's? And now's a great time to just think about people who might not be experiencing it the way 
that you are and find a way to help make their time special as well. Wonderful. Now, there are a couple of more here on here we're just trying to get through to, to share with our, our, our listeners here. Another, another one was, was um, a lot of people in the holiday seasons or holiday times use the opportunity to reflect on their relationship status, mm. for better or for worse. But sometimes it's, it's a good time, downtime, you're not focused on everything else. Uh, what thoughts on that? I, th- I think amazing. You know, we don't spend enough time reflecting on our relationships and you kind of just bumble along if it's okay or struggle along until it gets so desperate that you end up just going for mediation counseling or or sadly even divorce talking about couple relationships here but that could be the same with any relationship Mm. where you know there is any kind of friction or tension it's so easy to not pay it the attention that it deserves and at the end of the day, our relationships really influence our quality of life and our stress levels. So even though we think we're ignoring and, and getting on fine without paying attention to problems in a relationship, it's taking its toll on us one way or another. Um, reflection is wonderful. Even if the relationship's going great, it's still a a great reflection to say what's going great and what can I continue to be intentional about doing next year? If it's not going well, what's not going well? What can we do about it? Can we actually do anything about it? Because there's that line from, um, is it the Einstein one that we like to quote? The the one that says, you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking Mm -hmm. that got you there. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the problem that you're in is a reflection of the level of skills that you have together or the level of thinking that you have about the problem where you can just be stuck only seeing the problem and not seeing the solution. That's when it's time to, on reflection, get some help, talk to a counselor, talk to, uh, don't just talk to friends because sometimes you will end up just pitting people against each other and taking sides if you're talking to people who don't have any more skills than you do in solving the problem. So find help from professionals who can really help unblock what's going on so that you can have a better conversation and sort things out. And, and as you're speaking, they're just reminded of one thing that just keeps coming up time and time again. In, in these podcasts as we share them, but also in our experience over the last 30 years of, of looking at this, most people uh, who have relationship challenges uh, never blame themselves. <laughs> they, yeah. It's always the other person's fault. As far as they can see, it's always the other person's fault. Now, if you stop and think about it, if it's always the other person's fault, at some point, somebody's got to be wrong or somebody's got to be doing something that isn't, isn't working. Yeah. So I'd say as part of that time of reflection, when you look back and it's a great thing to be able to do in times of downtime, you've got a bit of extra time to think great thing to be able to do is just to think, okay, I've thought about the relationship now. What part did maybe something I had to do? I, I did rather. Uh, what, what part did that have on the relationship? If, if the relationship took a downturn or there were things that didn't work well, what part did I have in that? It's a great thing to, to do. Just you know, self-reflect. Self-awareness is such a wonderful thing. Yeah. There are things that we do unintentionally. I'm sure you didn't mean to do things that might have taken it down a downward spiral. But just stop and ask yourself that question. Honestly, genuinely, might there have been something? Uh, there's so many people that we talk to who will blame the other. You know, they're, they're in a relationship with a narcissist or a negative person. Or There's, there's always some, the, the blame is always on the other the person. The spotlight's on the other person. Always on the other person. <laughs> 
and, and maybe that's the case. But just just saying, think about some of the things that you might have done that might have caused them to have a negative response, a cutting response, whatever. It's a good time. If you're doing that self-reflection, think about yourself as well and what maybe you might be able to do differently, which is absolutely where the four habits that we talk about are about helping you build some of those habits, develop that muscle that can help you help the other side, help the other person respond better to you. Habits that, that strengthen the relationship rather than damage it. Absolutely. You know, what we certainly were like this and many, many people start out like this. But you, you never think intentionally about what your relationship habits are. You just kind of turn up with the skills that you have and mm -hmm. think that that will be enough to get you through to success, not realizing that their levels of skills and self-awareness and the behaviors that we have that impact people for the better or the worse. And so the reflection time is a great time to, to upskill, yeah. you know, to level up in your ability. How can I do this better next year? How can I make this relationship closer to what we desire it to be? Even if it's great or especially because it's great, mm. how can we keep becoming that, couple that family that really enjoys being around each other for the long term and you know is each other's champion how can we be that be that couple be that family and develop the skills to keep getting better and better at doing that well said there, there's so much more that we can cover here i mean i think maybe we'll just take one more and then we should probably end where we're I just noticed the time yeah the time when we're having fun what happens to time eh um this one is around pressure to create perfect moments mm. and the pressure that can put on relationships sometimes. Um, I certainly remember some of our experiences of, of holiday times, which can be great, but there are th certain things that people want to do. We, we spoke at the beginning about that, creating that schedule of things that are important to the sum. And if they're in the schedule and they work, then great. But, but my, my recollection is some of the things that people want to do initially, my response was, really? Is that it really just what felt like do? pressure. It didn't felt like it? just pressure to do things. I'm on holiday. Do I really need to be doing this thing? But actually, um, on reflection, I realized that these were some of the things that they were saying were really important to them. These were, you know, people are different and they have different things that, that appeal to them. Mm -hmm. And this was them crying out to say, actually, you know what? I'd love to go and take a picture in this particular spot because it would remind me of certain things. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were trying to capture memories down the road, mm -hmm. which at the time I couldn't see that. But actually looking back on it now, I can see some of the value and certainly the, 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 um, fuel that it gives them they light up when they look back on some of those pictures mm -hmm. I, I like them it doesn't do the same impact have the same impact for me but for them there were really powerful memories that they've created in doing that so yeah and it, well it created memories for all of us and and captured it in a way to look back at it you know social media has a lot to answer mm -hmm. for when it comes down mm -hmm. to trying to create this perfect moment and everybody's saying if my family doesn't look like that or my relationship doesn't work like that or experience of a particular day doesn't look like that then it was rubbish and it wasn't worth it but your experience is your experience and the question is what would you what does a great experience look like for you with the family members around you with the partner that you have with the kids that you have what would good look like and you know turn off the phones even turn off the picture taking sometimes and just enjoy the moment we love one of the things we love to do is you know, go around the table and talk about mm -hmm. what was the highlight of this year for you, what really inspired you or or lifted you during the year, what was the toughest part of the year uh, for you, so that we get into each other's 
space, mind, heart, and understand what's really going on at a deeper level, and have more meaningful conversations. I was yeah. going to say, and you're so good at doing that or making those things happen because they they don't just happen naturally. Yeah. But actually, my recollection is whenever, after the event, most people look back on the event and think, actually, you know what? That time where we had that conversation was probably the most meaningful part of the whole thing. Exactly. But unless you're mm -hmm. on purpose about having those conversations, they don't just happen. Yeah. So how you you know make a note to say you know at a certain point maybe it's you know if you're around the, around the dinner table or something after after the main course during dessert whatever it is mm -hmm. you say okay guys why don't we just have a conversation about this just just bring it up um, th those kinds of conversations it may feel awkward initially but those kinds of conversations generally can be very um, what's the word very very sort of family bonding or relationship heart building heartwarming yeah. heartwarming yeah. for for the people around the table. Listen, there are a couple of things to say there. The first is interested is interesting. Mm -hmm. And if you can just be interested in what other people have to say, they will leave thinking it was an amazing time because yeah. we all like talking about ourselves. So <laughs> put, we all like put, to be put your own story on hold and just be interested in the people around you, what they are thinking, feeling, going through, celebrating, because that will help to make you understand them more, mm -hmm. but also make it more a more meaningful conversation. And the second thing to say is that during holiday times, whether it's Christmas or summer or, you know, busy times of family together, stress and hurry are incompatible with doing love well, Absolutely. with doing relationships yep. well. Because exactly. if you're anything like us, you are not at your best. <laughs> the best version of you does not come out That's under me. stress. I'll put my hand up to that one. <laughs> Um, and so the more that we can do to reduce the need to be hurried and stressed out and to be more present and to be more, um, you know, with more slack in our diary, what's mm. that more, more, um, buffer room, more buffer room in our diary and in our scheduling, the more at peace we can be and the more engaged we can be, the more present we can be with the people around us to turn up better, no matter how they turn up, you can, you know, make the decision that you want to turn up better. Um, and the, the, the kind of irony of holidays and this time of rest and downtime, especially at the, in the Christmas season is that it can get so busy that we lose the meaning of time to just connect to give thanks for all that's gone. Certainly, you know, we love giving thanks for the fact that we're all mm. alive and well and able to face it. If we've had difficult times or we've lost loved ones, it's still giving thanks for the memories that we had and for the fact that together we were able to get through it. Yeah. So I think I'd love to end it. My, my message would be take time to connect in meaningful ways and really have heart-to-heart -heart conversations with the people who matter to you. Yeah. Use the holidays to really have downtime and connect in, in powerful ways. Yeah, you certainly don't want to be going back to, whether it's back to work or back to your day-to-day -day life after the holiday thinking, oh, I need a holiday after this. Mm. I was just so stressful. And that's, that's, not, that's not what you want to be going through the holiday thinking or coming out of the holiday thinking. So yeah, be on purpose about how you have, how you spend the time as Andrew was saying, with those important people around you, um, what can you be doing to not be so selfish? Going back to the 
the, the challenge of lots of relationships and everybody focused on themselves. What can you be doing to improve the quality of the relationship as you move forward? Yeah. Just be present, be present yeah. and have meaningful conversations. That's what this is about. Yeah. So what did we call it? Relationship stress busters for the holidays. Yes. Hopefully we've given you a few tips and ideas, some thoughts, some practical things that you can be doing to get through this holiday season or this holiday, however long it is for you. Uh, and come out with things feeling good, feeling like you're looking you know, forward to the future with ex great expectations and relationships in a stronger place than perhaps you went into the holiday season, certainly not having um, the, some of the stress following you through it. Yeah, you were going to say looking forward to the season, I was saying, <laughs> looking forward to seeing each other again. Oh, That's well, how you want to leave it. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Well, it's been great. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, please like, share subscribe uh help us get the word out there uh, to help build healthier relationships on purpose and help everybody enjoy more harmony at home which is what this episode in particular has been about but also in some of our other episodes helping people thrive at work and win at life thanks for being with us and see you next time see you next time bye-bye we hope you enjoyed that episode and if you did and you want to hear more the best thing to do is subscribe then you'll never miss an episode. There's a new one every Friday. You can stay connected with us on social media at The Four Habits for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and to participate in discussions related to the show. We always love to hear from you. And of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your preferred platform to allow us to reach more listeners and help people around the globe radically transform the way they do relationships so they too can enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work and win at life.